0: Favourite front person now, yeah. So who did you go for for yours, Joe? Oh, I actually went for the god that is Fred Durst of Limbit. The, the Final Fix Podcast. Alright, All right. Hello to our loyal Final Fix fan babes. <laughs> Welcome to the second part of our favourite album, Meme Chart, Thingamabob that we're doing back at it again with back joe at... here with me here we
1: are ready but before we get into it what fix have you got for us today sean
0: i think i'm gonna have to go for one that i've been bumping quite a lot today specifically actually uh shoe shoes forget That is a really good one i think you know you recommended it to me as one of the more yeah, like, accessible yeah. ones and i think you're right um it was just really cool i think um for me the the uh, standout tracks on that one have to be uh, get up and jenny Gogo. Go. Just, yeah, just they were go. they were particularly yeah <laughs> they were particularly good. I love those ones. Uh, but yeah, the whole album was solid. I'm definitely gonna go through it again. Yeah. What's your fix, been, Joe?
1: My fix for this week, I I would I want to shout out for first of all, Slow Ties Tyrone because that yeah that was, I thought that was, that was a, gonna come up. That mm-hmm. was a that was a great listen. Um, as well, I have started bumping today. Dinosaur Juniors' oh, album. Oh shit! You're living all over me, and I quite like that. That was like. It was just a weird mis- mishmash of different genres which was quite cool but uh, my fix for this week I think my favourite album of 2021 so far and I had and I, re- and I reviewed it so follow at no love deep reviews <laughs> um, but I reviewed it gave it a 5 stars and since I started reviewing it it's just like been like in the back of my mind and like wanting to press play on the album all over again every, like every single day this week and that is uh, Black Country New Roads for the first time Beautiful choice, amazing Brilliant album, amazing album. It's a po- post rock album. I can't. This is it. I can't. I tried to describe what this album is, and I really can't. Oh, it's it's there's such, just, got... just
0: such a mishmash of so many different genres as yeah. well. Like the opening track is is like heavily influenced by klezma music from Eastern Europe. So Shit. it's got it just pulling influences from everywhere.
1: Mm. I think yeah. Such a good album. Oh wow, I didn't know that, but yeah, because I I was like, <laughs> there's like all the trumpets on the first track, and yeah, then, yeah. and then yeah, it's just it's just basically like how I describe it is just someone with the band at their disposal has just been unhinged. <laughs> I, I think that's just how I describe full creative freedom. But yeah. my my favorite track off of that is uh, I think just the I do love sunglasses and I do love science, yeah. it, but I think track X. I don't know why, just because it feels sort of like a little. Little break in the album, and you just kind of sit in all this atmosphere. And those fucking vocals are so paying and the lovely little <laughs> is it is it a bass line or um, that's going on in the background? Yeah, yeah. Dum, dum, dum. But yeah, fantastic album. Definitely recommend. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's us for the fixes. Before we drop go into it though, uh, follow at Chihuahua the Band usual. Oh, at Sean at Sean Lbd book um, mm-hmm. at Jovid underscore nineteen. Final Fix playlist on Spotify at Your Final Fix on Instagram and as well. Just before we get into it, I want to shout out uh, our mate from Sixth Form. He's dropped an EP this week. Goes by the name of Sondermint. Um So definitely go and check that out. Big up Sondermint.
0: All right. So what's the first one on the chart? We've got the mastering an album with particularly good mastering. What did you go for for this one, Joe?
1: I'm trying to think of like other ones that I could. I'm gonna. I, I might try and like find some other ones that. But I think. Uh, Charlie XCX is Charlie, which I mentioned last episode. The mastering on that is really, really good. Mm. Um, I think one album that I might like for how the mastering and how bad it is, well, to be fair, it's going to come up <laughs> anyway, so we won't mention that. But I think the one album that I actually listened to and I, I kind of sat there and gone, like, this production sounds just pristine. And it's not necessarily even one of my you know particular favourite albums, but that is Destroyer's Kaput. Oh, nice. I think yeah, I saw it in it was in one of Fantano's videos, but it was one of his let's argues for albums of the decade, and I saw it that come up, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen much hype around this, so I'll give it a go. And yeah, I think uh, it just sounds so fucking clean, and and just so like like it's all just fucking wrapped in cling film, like it just sounds like so (laughs) surreal. Uh, But yeah, I I definitely recommend recommend giving that a go because I think while the tracks may not stick with you too much like I think it's another one of those albums where if you listen to it you kind of feel like the benefits of it and you kind of think that oh this is really really good but then once I step out of that sort of zone that I'm in I just completely forget about it groovy groovy but I know the first track on there is very good and Savage Night of the Opera is my favourite when the guitar comes in later in the end but I wanted to ask about yours because <laughs> this is a bit of a mad one because I you... went
0: for a bit of a, a shitpost kind of, kind of option yeah, for yeah, this yeah. one.
1: Because <laughs> when I think I, of Ween um, <laughs> I just think of how w- weird and abstract and sort of shit the mastering is but they do it in a way that is purposeful.
0: Yeah, the, oh, yeah. I couldn't think, when when I was looking through the chart and coming up with mine, so I couldn't think of an album that stood out to me that I'd not mentioned in a lot of the other categories as well that yeah. um, you know just stands out to me as having such like amazing mastering and production and I thought just fuck it and I just went for God Ween Satan by Ween because the production on that and I mean I could say any of the first three Ween albums you got that yeah. the Pardor, Pardor, Pardor Pure Guava yeah. all three of them have such shit production that it just <laughs> adds to the charm like yeah. Uh, to be fair godwin satan's probably got the best out of the out of the three because i think it did <laughs> get remastered oh, okay. um but yeah the the others um though that whole that whole uh four-track trilogy that they did when they were just recording in a barn yeah. getting high off <laughs> scotch guard all the time um and just recording stuff on a, on a four-track recorder yeah. yeah that it just sounds so bad that it's it's cool. it's great it's 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 an experience like no other and to the point where i have a ween tattoo now so that is a testament <laughs> it, to how it, much it, i love it isn't
1: it is, it is it the same as the logo from the album as well is yeah it is. it is <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you, you've got to rate it but i think uh, we'll we'll move into the bad day cure and i realise that i've already yeah um so i'm i did i did mention it before but i went with uh, charlie exit to charlie uh, mm-hmm. which to be fair I think it's a hyper pop album that it was my f- it was the first like musical fix that I had but yeah um yeah. I think for a hyper pop album it doesn't really sound as industrial or as sort of chaotic and it kind of maybe uh, sides to more towards the pop side of it um but I think every every single track on that album slaps it's got such an amazing just sort of positive in a way of like you don't care energy it's basically like uh, the charlie x track i don't care um but that she's basically took all the cringiness and you know sort of the pop tropes and the mainstream edge to it away from that and then just dipped it in a load of ag cook mastering and production and yeah (laughs) full, full album slaps so many bangers on there and uh, next level guaranteed Charlie. to lift you out of any bad mood. Any any bad mood. Next level. Next level, Charlie. If that doesn't have you jumping around and <laughs> getting giddy, like something, summit, something's seriously wrong. To be fair, while I wasn't crazy about the album, on the one time I listened to it, that was the one track that did. <laughs> next level. Out to me. Next level, Charlie. Yeah, just I did quite yeah, like that one. It just goes so hard, and to be fair, I didn't even realize she was just saying the same three like verses <laughs> or whatever. But nah, it's fucking works. amazing. Amazing album. Uh, and Sean gone with a old, good old reliable
0: yeah I old see. reliable for this one yeah <laughs> couldn't I'm surprised didn't, I haven't mentioned them so far but they're going to come know, up yeah, again as well um, but no I, they, you know this this band has been mentioned on the podcast several times before my favourite band you know they could have fit in so many of these categories <laughs> but I went for the bad day cure for XTC's Skylarking because yeah. I think it's just especially on like a summer day I mean it's pretty hard to be sad over the summer anyway but yeah mm. um, on a summer day you put that on you hear the the chirping of the birds in the summer's cauldron as the, the guitar slowly rises up <laughs> and then you hear Andy Partridge deliver his poem about a summer's day and it's just it's so nice and you just again this is like what we were saying about Loveless in the last episode that it just yeah. feels like a, it's like a warm hug it's yeah. so it's just so <laughs> nice and the the transition from the end of the first track into the second one is like one of my favourite like just like yeah, five second transition. bits in a song e- oh, like, wow, ever shit. it's it's so good Uh, and the whole album just stays consistently brilliant and it's produced by Mm -hmm. Todd Rungren as well who is the maker of my favourite album so (laughs) it's just like a combination of my two favourite worlds there on that one album it's just perfect and any any bad mood you'll be immediately lifted out of
1: definitely I do agree with you there from from the one time I have listened to this album (laughs) I do I do do agree with you it is it's one of those where it's kind of like, like kind of similar to Pet, uh, not fucking pet shop boys. Fuck me, Beach <laughs> <laughs> Boys pet sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I mean, you... that would have been a contender for this one as well. Yeah, it's just one of those where it's just you can't not be happy while listening through it.
0: Yeah, favorite front person now. Yeah. So who did you go for for yours, Joe?
1: I had. I was. I was thinking about this because obviously you have, you know, the god that is Michael Jira. And yeah. Do you have? You know, I mean, I'm I'm looking at my wall right now, and I'm just seeing so many, <laughs> fuck, and uh, Will Toledo of Car Seat Headrest, yeah, fucking Lou Reed, Velvet Underground, fucking Phil Elverum, who's a very fucking good shout right now, <laughs> and Shit, yeah. very very much tempted me to ditch my uh, my actual <laughs> choice. Just editing and realised that we missed out on so many legendary frontmen: um, Brian Wilson, The Beach Boys, Julian Casablancas, The Strokes, Kevin Shields, My Bloody Valentine. MC Ride from Death Grips, Damon Albarn from Blur and Gorillaz maybe uh, Trent Reznor Nine Inch Nails, Tom York Radiohead Billy Corgan smashing pumpkins V. Diggs clipping Dan Barrett from Have a Nice Life uh, Ian Curtis from Joy Division and Jimi Hendrix from The Jimi Hendrix Experience but I do think that I managed to get the best frontman out of them all uh, and so here it is but no I actually went for Fred Durst of Limp
0: <laughs> brilliant choice
1: <laughs> no I'm, I'm, I'm joking I went, I went for Jamie what, what do you mean you're joking you no. can't beat Fred Durst <laughs> no I, I actually, I, actually went for fucking, I, can't, I can't even fucking report <laughs> <laughs> fucking rolling rolling rolling, rolling. what <laughs> I went for uh, Jamie Stewart of the aforementioned Shoo Shoo I nice. just think I just think a good a good frontman has to have a little bit of a of something else to them, you know what I mean? And I think Jamie Stewart's definitely got that just in his personality. Like I think while yeah his music is definitely not for the faint of heart, and his music is <laughs> somewhat just unbelievable to wrap your head around. Um, yeah, I think like hearing him talking interviews and stuff like he seems like a, just a really unique character. Um, and I think it, I think just that, I don't know, just. Just the fact that he is so unique and he's so different to sort of every other you know lead singer in that sense, and the fact and the music that he makes as well, um, yeah. I think that's just basically he captures my interest a lot more than uh, every than all the uh, aforementioned people. But I also yeah, want to, very I, true. I want to throw in now just before we go to yours, Sean. I want to throw in uh, James Murphy of LCD Sound System. Yeah, he's a, he's a good shout. Yeah, but I mean again good old yeah. reliable <laughs> it had to be, well, I was
0: thinking about this one because I can't, I can't really think of too many other um, uh, front front men or women, front people from, mm. from bands um, that oh. really capture my interest as much and I think that's part of why I've started to like XTC as much because when i started listening to their music i was watching interviews with them from you know like top of the pops performances yeah. in, back in the 80s and stuff <laughs> um and just like promo videos that they would make themselves before um, before like releasing albums and yeah. andy partridge frontman of XTC, just has such a good sense of humor i find him so funny yeah uh, and just so entertaining to listen to and in the um XTC Documentary that was was put on um, Sky Arts a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um. In that you can there's just so much personality in the man, and it shines through enough in the music. But it's like, like you can just see from that that it's not fake. It's not an act, and yeah. he is a genuine guy. Um, I mean, it might not be for all I know,
1: but it, you know, it makes it come across that way in, in all the, the things that we've seen. I was just going to say that uh, if, it, if it was an act or whatever, it would would be hard to keep it up for so long.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is mm-hmm. very true. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just, I just really um, enjoy listening to him talk about things. I think he's got a good outlook on life, um, yeah. shines through in the music and in his
1: personality, and yeah, I couldn't think of anyone better. Fair enough. And... <laughs> we move on to this was quite a hard one for me but after work relaxation yeah
0: this is an interesting one considering I am unemployed so <laughs> yes yeah, so you know, both students 24 7 yeah
1: <laughs> yeah my, my, my fucking Mackie's job or whatever <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey,
0: that, two, that two hours of uh, trial shift that I had to work in McDonald's yeah, at one time required some after work relaxation definitely so. <laughs> but Respect to anyone working at McDonald's. It's hard. It's a hard job. It's yeah, not just flipping burgers. It's hard.
1: Yeah, I just, I just know that it's a lot of hassle with like. I think yeah. working in any job like that, like in Tesco's or whatever, it's just like the people that you get. Like obviously, yeah, it can't be asked for that yeah <laughs> fair play respect to all our key respect. workers <laughs> we love you key workers as well yeah big shout uh but yeah fin- i was quite interested in what you you went with because i'd never heard of it before to be fair i'd not heard
0: of it until a few months ago Oh sure. um but uh when we were um when me and, and the band chihuahua band on instagram uh <laughs> actually yeah it is chihuahua band i was gonna say is it band chihuahua i can't remember it's one of the two um yeah we got lucky enough to get a slot on the our university's radio show uh last semester and we tried to make a show where we would talk about like music and try and include a lot of different types of music from around the world as well so it wasn't just yeah. uh you know it didn't get stagnant or anything basically um and so while i was looking for for music from around the world i was trying to think of what genres we'd not really covered much on on the show and yeah. then bossa nova music sprang to mind from brazil so oh, wow. started going through a bunch of Boss and Over albums and this is probably my favourite one. Yeah. Um that I found out of it. This is Wave by Antonio Carlos Hubbin. And <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just lovely. It's just really nice, relaxing yeah. music that you'd probably listen to on the beach or something. Yeah. And for, for, for relaxation, can't be it. Yeah. It's a good solid no, yeah. choice.
1: Yeah. I think
0: I'm a big fan of what you picked as well, Joe.
1: Yeah, I think one. I was thinking about like what would I I 'cause I um, I did. I did have quite a, a stressful uh, job over the summer, and I was trying to think about yeah. like what I ended up listening to when I'd finished the job there or whatever when I finished the day. And whenever I get stressed like that, I think it's more just me kind of going back into uh, what I know best. So it's more rap music and stuff. And then I was like, yeah. and um, <laughs> and hyper and hyper pop. Believe it or not, cause <laughs> it's easy for me to listen to. Yeah. And so yeah. then I was like, that's not really very relaxing. So I was like, you know what? We'll dr- we'll drop in the old burial untrue nice because i, I have been i've been a big fan of that album for a good, a good year at least and i think that, yeah the they just like similar to loveless or whatever and even you know uh, black country new road like it's just i can't really describe what it is listening to it it's just feels... yeah i, re- I remember seeing
0: i remember seeing when um I first came across um Untrue yeah. and it was described as like a dubstep album and for yeah, me yeah. Thinking, like Skrillex is this gonna be like Skrillex or something drop the bass yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like I don't really wanna listen to this yeah um but then I but... gave it a go and it's more akin to something like um, ambient like and yeah, quite, yeah. It's, it's I think like, it's quite like a, it's like a junglier kind yeah. of version of of um, Mezzanine by Massive Attack. I think it's it's quite similar in that regard.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's more, it's definitely more of a jungle and garage type of vibe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, with a load of ambient influences, and yeah, it is. It's just one of them where I can't really describe to you how good this album is. It's just one of you them just you just, just got to put yeah. it on and just sit back and, and enjoy all the little samples or whatever, <laughs> and that. Just PS1 that, game samples that, yeah. uh, and in McDonald's uh, is yeah. that amazing and just that, that final that final stretch of shell of light is just one of the most beautiful pieces of music ever which is so funny to say it comes from a guy who's using fucking uh, Metal Gear Solid samples <laughs> throughout the album um, but yeah it's, de- it's definitely one that just kind of calms you down and you know it, it is just kind of one where you just clear your mind to this album beautiful yeah. choice, i uh, rate it <laughs> and now we move. We move into the biggest letdowns. <laughs> Fucking hell! This is this is just gonna, this is just gonna. To be fair, I think for for yours, I think we can both kind of kind of agree on that. I don't think it was a complete letdown to me. I just feel like it was what he was making at the time and like whatever mood he was in, which is what he does anyway. But, That's true, uh,
0: but I think in the, in the wake of the very good string of albums that came out the year before. Mm. It was sort of a disappointment off the bat of that. Definitely. Well the album we're talking about here is Jesus is King by Kanye. Um, <laughs> I actually remember this this album came out on the same day as um as Leaving Meaning by Swans. For I remember it. Si- yeah, I remember saving them both. And like, <laughs> All right, I'm going I think I had to go to work that day, um and I was like, oh I'll listen to one on the way on the way to work and one on the way back. It was like a two hour commute so I could actually get a whole Swans album and Um and listened to them both, and I was like, the swans one was much better. And I was like, that that now my I've grown up now.
1: Yeah, I (laughs) think that. um... I just think I remember having to write a review on it and just kind of being like, it's like if you if you wanted to make a gospel album, just go all the way with it. Don't get literally, yeah. Don't get fucking Pierre born. (laughs) Producing a track on a fucking gospel album, like it's not some of that those like
0: Sunday service clips that were in the run. It would have been better.
1: It would have been better for him to just release the remixes of all the songs he did at Sunday service. But I do the reason why I don't completely discredit this album is the fact that it's got used this gospel on, which I think is amazing. Like I think that's a top tier Kanye song.
0: Shit, fair enough.
1: I think just the fact that he got clips back together, the fact it's got that fucking Kenny G solo. And I just, uh, I, think, <laughs> I think, like, the pro- the production on that is great, that, especially compared to the rest of the fucking songs. Mm. But yeah. um, And mine, <laughs> mine I haven't even fucking listened to, and I've put it here. <laughs> but yeah. It deserves um, it. it. Yeah, it, it just, uh, I just, I think, so. Um, I've been a big fan of Chance the Rapper. I think Acid Rap is probably like it's one of those albums where I think it's just one of my personal favourites. And then Colouring Book I quite like as well. I remember bumping that quite a lot. And then I, I enjoyed the singles that he released in 2018, like a good amount of them. I I, I, I fucked with, and then I realised, oh shit, he's dropping Acid Rap Colouring Book all on vinyl. I was like, shit, cool. I'm, I'm, I'll see um, if I can cop, and obviously, and I didn't. Uh, but then obviously that was that was in to advertise his next upcoming project which was The The Big Big Day Day. (laughs) and I was like oh cool he's releasing a new album cool and (laughs) then and then and then then he released his new album (laughs) yeah (laughs) I love my wife I just saw so much shit about it I think it was Sean C's video that convinced me that I was like yeah I'm not listening to this and it was the fact that he had like yeah like Sean Mendes on there, and I was just like, Why? And then I didn't realize like how commercial he'd gone, like in America, like yeah. doing loads of adverts and stuff and I, and then apparently there's a whole thing with his fucking manager or whatever, where like he could have taken like an extra year or whatever to record the album, and he just was like, No, I'm gonna record it in three months and put it out." <laughs> and obviously this is what he's fucking words. come up with and the yeah. fact that he's got a 24 song album, something dumb like that out of 3 months worth of effort or like <laughs> uh, and, quantity over quality I've listened to Hot Shower and that's all I'll listen to this album. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's all I'm going to say on it, uh, basically not, li- it to not listening said. to this <laughs> album has kept a chance in a higher regard than the majority of uh, people um, yeah yeah <laughs> And that's that's all I'm. Uh, that's all I want to say.
0: <laughs> we'll move on to our next category, which is our back in the day album. I think we both went for the same uh, definition of what the day is. Yeah, I think it was our our <laughs> six form experience. Um, uh,
1: oh, we don't we don't like our six form experience. Not really. No, no. we don't. <laughs> in in that episode, we uh, mentioned a specific uh, jumper that that you wore. Did oh you yeah, that? yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. My leavers hoodie. Um, yeah which had Morrissey written on the back okay. because I think a lot of people refer to me in Six Form as the, the guy who likes the Smiths yeah. just because that was what I was known for and I, now I could not be happier to have shaken that image from myself <laughs> but, um, yeah especially not having Morris on your back yeah, it's not it's great actually, to have a, have, a, have a racist name on your back but hey ho um, yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah, my the one that I went for was "Meet Is Murder" by the Smiths. Uh, I mean, I'm not not crazy about the Smiths that much anymore. Um, but I, you know, I listen back to them and it just reminds me of uh, being in sixth form, uh, yeah. and so there's a bit of nostalgia to it. So I I still will bump the stuff from time to time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this is the best Smiths album. "Meet Is Murder." I think uh, controversial take, but "The Queen Is Dead" is not the f- best Smiths <laughs> album. It's not even the second best Smiths album. I put it third. Yeah. Smoke, controversial. Yeah, <laughs> all no, the indie kids come for me.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's a valid point. I haven't given Meat is Murder the amount of attention I feel like it deserves. Um, mm. But I do like the Queen is Dead, and I have gone through that a good couple of times. And I think I think that's probably. Yeah, I my, do like it as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably my my favorite Smith's album. But um, I yeah, I think for mine my album it was uh, Six Form. That, uh,
0: I actually could have gone for the same album as you for this because yeah. I I bumped this album quite a lot at the same time as well It was just very rude. different vibe but it's very very different
1: vibe but yeah. you know, that's you were the music guy you know what I mean so exactly, exactly makes sense. <laughs> um but yeah I remember I, uh, again we, we shouted him out in the first episode shout out Mickey Briley it um, comes down in drama class and he's <laughs> like oh yo you need to listen to this this rap album and I was like oh shit yeah I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, he's like, oh, the first, like the first song is so crazy, and then he's he's shouting like, oh, I'll break your neck so you can watch your back. <laughs> I was like, oh Lord. shit, that's hard. <laughs> and then I, uh, yeah, I got, I was like, I had a fucking iPod Classic at the time because I was like, my phone's basically just getting filled with my fucking music, and I don't want that, so I'm just gonna put it on all on this iPod and so I downloaded it, I put it on the iPod I saw that some channel that I followed at the time had done a review on it as well and they liked it, th- and then I listened to it and I just remember like, going I just remember putting it on, I think I had my bus journey I went and sat in form and pressed play and I remember hearing that, uh, break your neck so you can watch your backlight, like, I was like, sick, and then Gold comes on, and that's I was like true. that's that shit's just so catchy and then fucking star, man, star yeah. star, yeah. bro I just I, the amount of fucking bars and it just doesn't stop. It just keep it just keeps going. It's like you get one line or like you clock one line, then you clock another one, you clock another one. Um, but from that album, "Swim" stood out to me so much. I remember like having that on repeat for like good month. And, uh, yeah. And like um on the back end of it, "Milk's" amazing and so Milk, wa- yeah. "Waste" is possibly one of my favorite songs ever. Um, Fake is good. Face. I think Face I think face
0: is possibly my favourite on that album.
1: I think face, you know? face is solid as well. It's just when it gets all more a bit slower, slower towards the end and it's a bit more introspective and I think as well yeah. like Brockhampton because they all released these Saturation albums within the year and I think that just summed up that time for me so well because I remember I was in Cape Verde when Saturation 2 came out and I remember bumping that and Sweet was so yeah. sick and Summer um, and then I remember when Saturation 3 came out because I remember because Kevin Abstract dropped Billy Star, and I remember listening to it through all the tracks, and I remember when Bleach came on, and I was like, "This shit's so hard." And then when <laughs> it came on on the album, I was like, "Fuck yes, Ble- Bleach! this is this is amazing." And uh, yeah, I think it, all th- all three of those albums, I think, will always just be you know just assigned to Have that a place time. in your heart. And I, I think yeah. yeah, it'll be very. I think it's it's a shame because I feel like it'd be very very hard for Brockhampton to kind of top what they did in the year yeah. twenty seventeen. Peaking but too early, regard regardless. You know, you got to give them props where it's because it kind of summed up all that youthfulness or whatever, and like yeah, absolutely. you know, the sense of the time. Now, I really want to talk to you about your next <laughs> pick. Wow, <laughs> oh, I'll talk about it for ages. To be fair, I want to drop. I want to drop one before we get into it. So the next pick is uh, not the best, but having fun, and I want to drop because we we've kind of. Mentioned, or it's kind of been like in the back of our heads as an episode idea to do this, to do a reaction to Machine Gun Kelly's uh, <laughs> "Tickets to My Downfall" album, and I saw a meme about him, like "My Bloody Valentine" and Machine Gun Kelly "Bloody Valentine," um, yeah. and so I sent I sent you the music video because I was like, the shit's so yeah, cringy, yeah. <laughs> and I just remember listening. I remember listening to the full song, and just went, I really want to listen to Blink One Eight Two right now. <laughs> so, Same thing in it yeah and so i listened to um yeah i listened to blink 182 self-title and i think that could fit this category because i just think that it's just that just the energy that you get from that album is fantastic yeah but you picked rizzle kicks <laughs> yeah and i stand by my choice <laughs> what's it called stereotypical or something stereotypical
0: like by rizzle kicks from 2011 is a banging album there's so many tunes on this album i was obsessed with this when i was in year seven And I remember that Paris trip that we had in year seven. I bumped this album like the whole time we were there, just had it on constantly. And even now, like I I listened back to it like a few months ago, and I was like, this shit still goes quite hard. Like, I still enjoy most of the songs on there. That one, that Mama Do the Hump song sucks. I always (laughs) hated that one. But. The vast the majority of, of the rest of the album is pretty good. You're just I would
1: too, say. you're just too edgy for Rizzle kicks singles, are you? So, aren't you sure? Yeah, Oh, no, yeah. down with the trumpets. Such <laughs> a will um, no, Just interject right now because you saying that just reminds me of the album that I was bumping in fucking in year seven. Oh, like, like, go on, which one near, was that? I was like year seven, year eight, and it was fucking Lil Wayne the Carter of Four. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is an interesting choice
1: <laughs> six foot seven foot just goes to that eh, that song still goes hard but like just Lil, yeah. Lil, Lil Wayne's fucking corny one liners like oh that's it You, we jack sun and then light up the L Samuel <laughs>
0: Dear me I remember around that time listening to like I think uh, my cousin had like shown it me or something, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I like this song now." And it was that one that M- that uh, Eminem and Lil Wayne did, and it was that one where he was like, "I'll pick the world yeah, up and yeah, I'll yeah. drop it on your fucking head." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah. me like ten year old me like yeah, same. same." I'm just like, "It's just not g-. yeah, it's just <laughs> we're, not we're good stop now." To, we're, gonna, we're
1: not gonna we're not gonna yeah, <laughs> side
0: trucking now, but yeah, Rizzle Kick stereotypical is still a good album, and
1: I stand by it. Yeah, uh, but I I went for you know the best yeah. rap album of the 2010s mm-hmm. not to pimp a butterfly you know not, I, not my beautiful dark sister fantasy no man it's it's the real you know it's the every, real I, it, I'm just now saying what you're all thinking you know the yeah. rap it's album it's all in the, your head you know what to be fair I'm just gonna go and say it now because I think we should just you know not Get it beat the around album. the bush best rap album of all time Playboy Carty's Dial It obviously Shit, I should have said some of like Gunner's Drip or Drown or something. <laughs> <laughs> Winner um, by Gunner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um Playboy Cartier's Dialit's just fun, man. Like I can't I can't say much more about it. Like there are some tracks that I'd skip and I would cut out of the album. Yeah. Similar similar to a whole lot of red, to be fair. I don't see much difference. Like I don't think Playboy Carti's Dialit is like the best uh, trap album ever. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get know, to that. Um... I was just gonna say that, yeah. <laughs> um but uh, I don't think Whole lot of Red really, like, you know, takes away from dialet. Like, I think they're both good, and they both come through with, like, solid bangers that you could just sit on and vibe to. Um, I just think uh, it's a lot more palatable. But, yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Now, I couldn't really get into dialet too much, to be honest. I yeah. mean, I thought R.I.P. was a pretty good tune. R.I.P. is sick. It goes, it goes pretty hard, yeah. R.I.P. has just that one lyric, which I think is just fantastic, but in, like, a track music kind of way, <laughs> <laughs> in that he says... Um, Bought his mum a house off that. Yeah, money yeah. And shit. fuck that yeah. mummy shit. Bought my house. put a crib for my mum off that mummy shit. I was like, you know what? Fair play, mate. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I respect it. And uh, and uh, shooter is just probably probably one of the probably one of my favourite uh, songs of all time as well. I just think I, there's no way I can listen to that song and just not get gassed. Um, but yeah <laughs> that that could possibly just fall into the, the bad day cure just Charlie is yeah. Charlie and then uh, Kart, shoot yeah. a shooter by Playboy Cart this is actually really really funny because as a bit of a context we had like these episodes planned where we were just going to go through some of our favourite albums and for this sort of series that we were doing we were like oh we'll put poor- some albums in that we know about but we're going to put people onto them and yeah, both yeah. of the both the albums that we picked are here right now came up in that yeah in the criminally o- overlooked category and so i'll start i'll start with yours sean uh, monochrome set
0: strange boutique yeah no i found this album um a couple of months ago uh i think it was in one of the like xtc groups on facebook obviously um <laughs> but it was like oh this is um like really overlooked album from like the 80s, like post punk new wave scene. So I was like, that sounds right up my alley. I'll give it a go. Put it on, listen through the whole thing, and the first thing I did after that was put it on again because I enjoyed <laughs> it that much. And then after the second listen, I bought the record just, just off oh, that shit. because I enjoyed it
1: that much. I just found it like wow. it just clicked for me like immediately. Yeah. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say I think the first song definitely stuttled me a lot, and it was just the cadence that they had like that monochrome set, monochrome set yeah, it yeah, just yeah. sounded like the epitome of just eighties music. I don't know why that, 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 that one sounded that to
0: me like like, like a Muppet song or something but yeah. I quite liked that about it <laughs>
1: I think yeah it just has that 80s sort of character to it where yeah. it's just like because 80s obviously I think everything was coming a bit more eccentric and
0: yeah at least in the underground new waves as well. <laughs> yeah. they're all like art, art school students and stuff so it's yeah, bound to, I, to come into that I think
1: I as well i loved how like chaotic the, the music got as well like well, not necessarily chaotic but just the fact that like the amount of different instruments that they use yeah on, yeah as well on some especially towards the, was was the so end cool. yeah yeah definitely
0: Balances um quite like upbeat songs with with the darker ones there's a song uh, yeah, at the end yeah. called goodbye joe actually um, yeah, I know. but i really i really like, <laughs> I that, like that one my fa- that's my favorite yeah, yeah. it resonates with me <laughs> the shit is like a warning to you listen to that one yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, no, like, that one balances like dark moodiness really well with some of the yeah, more definitely. upbeat bangers on the album. I just think it's just a fantastic album if you like that kind of thing. You know, mm. give it a listen. It's an essential one, in my opinion.
1: Definitely. And now. now what'd
0: you go for for this one, Joe? Uh,
1: all jokes aside, I think I was looking at my topsters and I was like, you know what? I think I have this as like top 10 rap albums of the 2010s. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that is Lamina- Laminated Cakes by Jan Baxter and Ed Scissor. Um, and I I did a bit of research for it but I got introduced to this on a podcast that I used to do uh, this time, maybe one and a half years ago Um, and so uh, we had a series and it was just same same sort of thing just kind of like, we'll give each other ten weird albums to listen to and we'll just run through them yeah, yeah one of the guys on there, big up Alex. He he recommended this, and fucking hell, I just remember my first listen, and like the first track is just like this wall of like different synths and like this weird like just someone talking. I don't know what the fuck they're saying. And <laughs> and then and, then, and then the next track comes in, it's just ah, like ODB, like, ah, yeah. like Wu Tang clan <laughs> kinda of shit, and then you're like, Bro, what the fuck is going on? And then the and then the bass drops and then you're fucking head headbanging so hard and then it's just the bars are, I I describe this album as this shit smells like a crack den and you've just done about eight different drugs. That's <laughs> that's how that's how I describe this album. Yeah, you said you can smell this album. yeah if you could smell this out it just smells like a crackdown (laughs) like the bars that they come up with they're not necessarily clever or you know lyrically dense or whatever but it's just crazy reading through them it's like all the it's not even metaphors it's just weird imagery but it matches the fucking mood of the whole album and then like some of the you basically have like maybe a Seven sounds about right, seven maybe eight of like three to five minute rap songs and all the songs are literally just uh, Ed Scissor and Jambax are going back and forth like rapping about fuck knows what. Uh, you might you might get a good chorus in this at some point. The final track, uh, no, the second to last track, Kate Gang has a, uh, the only two features on there which are cool as well. But then some of the fucking skits, it's like taking just the weird side of it And then maybe making it a bit more playful because there's one that's called Dump Cakes, and it's about how uh, do your kids ever tell you that your cooking tastes like crap? Time to give them crap that looks like you're cooking. (laughs) And so, (laughs) yeah, it's just like the honestly, it's so hard to wrap your head around this album. But it's one of I think that's why I like it so much. Like I like weird shit. Like, Mm. like, but as you can maybe tell by some of our music tastes, like the weirder the better. And I think there's definitely no other rap album that can come close to this in that sense. Uh, just completely out of this world. That's that's how I'd describe <laughs> this album. That makes. We'll give sense. it a go at some point, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I made sure to show Sean just to put the run of the first two tracks. To be fair, they were good. It just kind of reaches like this one level, and it just doesn't stop. Like it just keeps going. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely a, a rap album for all all you. Uh, to be fair, I don't even know if rap fans would appreciate this. Album, to be fair, but definitely give it a go if if it sounds appealing to you, which it should do. a completely <laughs> fucking let's let's go. U-turn, let's follow yeah. follow. Let's follow that goodbye Joe tone. Yeah, <laughs> depressing and, and, uh, uh, an album. And go to our our depressing album. Yeah, shit. I'm trying to think. Do you have any uh, any honourable mentions for this? Because I feel like there's so fucking many loads. Yeah. To, yeah,
0: yeah. It was hard to, hard to narrow it down. I think um. I was going to go for um, Benji by Sunkill Moon, but oh, then shit, I, remembered,
1: that's Shout. Well, I
0: remembered. Well, I remembered that Mark kozalek is a wanker. I Mark, didn't Mark want to Coz- one. Mark Kozalek
1: is a Is a shit bastard. Yeah, and fuck we'll Mark
0: All my homies hate Mark Kozalek Dickhead. But yeah, you didn't. You didn't.
1: You, you didn't choose mm-hmm. uh, Sun Sunkill Moon. Did you? Uh, you no. Chose, did you? Did you have no. any other board no. um, mentions?
0: Uh, I mean, there's plenty that could could go into sit here all day, and um, I know. I, I was, yeah, I was any any I was, Sufjan album, particularly any Sufjan album,
1: uh, any yeah. fucking Dan Barrett album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking, Especially
0: Giles Corey self title yeah. is fucking
1: abysmal. I'm just looking at the albums here. It was a, a Yeah, pool I'm looking at Radio- the record collection. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Moonshake moon, Pool is a good one. Moonshade Pool, Ray- Radiohead. I was gonna say maybe maybe American Football self-titled. Yeah, Antlers um, Hospice. That was oh, that was so a, good a, a, a good one for a while. That's depressing. I had I had one. Maybe maybe uh maybe Blonde by Frank Ocean. Yeah, that's That, that definitely depressing. doubles up. Uh, I think there's it. a lot
0: that fit that fit the more like melancholy vibe, yeah. like something like Pink Moon by Nick Drake. Um, um, be a every
1: single album by Phil Elverum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All that Phil Elverum <laughs> stuff. Uh, but yeah, you you decided to go for the uh, the god the god the rest Elliot in peace. Smith, rest yeah in peace, God Rest Elliot His Smith. Soul.
0: I went for Either or by Elliot Smith, mm. and I could have gone for Either or this album, ha, or <laughs> XO because uh, I, I love both and both are <laughs> very depressing. But I think this one's more depressing. Although I think the song Pitula on um, on XO and Oh Well Okay may eclipse all the other depressing songs on either or but as a yeah. some of its parts either or makes for the more depressing listen and I think yeah this is just like heavy you you put it on and you feel sad and if you feel sad already <laughs> it will make you feel more sad but I suppose it's the sort of feeling that you aren't on your own in your sadness so yeah. it's, it's that catharsis in a sense in that
1: way yeah, I think that's it for me, the only thing with this album is that I think just his his voice, I don't know if it is if this is the case for everyone or if I'm just shit at concentrating <laughs> when it comes to his music or maybe it's just one of them that I've got to get used to it but I feel like his vocals are pitched down so I can't really get the vibe of what he's saying and I feel oh, like really? that, yeah I don't know why I just don't have that because I think the one track that stands out to me is Angelus but that's only because yeah. it's at the end of "Goodwill Hunting how is it? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think I, I will, I will give it a go. But yeah, I don't know why I always. But now you've reacted like that, I'm like shit. Fuck, am I just not <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get that it properly. I just. I mean, it, he's
0: got a pretty, pretty unique like delivery. I think yeah. um, I was reading some review of him that said he had a very spidery. Um, vocal tone, and I was like, I don't know what that means, but it
1: fits the bill, yeah. So, I can't, yeah, I kind of get what you mean. It's just, it's kind of like he's talking but he's singing at the same time, but it's not like talking, singing, and whispering at the same time, it's like (laughs) whispery singing, yeah, that's probably what it is then, yeah. But no, I do, I do see, I do see the value, and obviously, he's such a big inspiration to so many artists as well. Mm. Uh, But I, I went for. Uh, I think I was gonna pick this for the best lyrics, and but obviously yeah. we didn't want to double up on the depression, so <laughs> we'll do that here. <laughs> I went with uh, Earl sweatshirts, some rap songs. Nice. I just I remember when this album came out. I think I, it was what it was similar to you, and it was Little Dark Age by MGMT. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of similar to that in how like obviously you kind of went to uni and you were kind of feeling a bit lonely and mm. you know going through some stuff. And uh, this album came out, and I just think Earl Sweatshirt's just just—I <laughs> don't know if this is a, this this is a title he would want, but just kind of like the best for showing like what depression feels like in the music medium. I feel yeah. like that's that's what he does best, especially with this album, and especially with how raw it is. And I remember it came out, um, and I, I think it was midnight, and I was like, "Shit's come out cool." I'm just gonna listen to it. I was like, "Fuck," it's 24 minutes long. And it's gonna go through it and I just remember reading through all the lyrics because I was like I know for a fact that this is gonna be deep as shit because yeah, I, yeah. I loved The Mint when that first came out reading through the lyrics of this whole album like he doesn't hold back he has all this weird mixing that kind of adds to like just how off-putting in a way this album is but it's off-putting in a way that you know it fits the tone so well and I just remember Peanut which is like the most Depressing song and the whole thing, because like the dis- the distortion on there just kind of puts you down <laughs> and like forces mm. you down before you even start, you know, looking into the lyrics. And then the final line, I just think he says somewhat like, um, "And my uncle Hugh," because obviously his-, his dad had died before this record, yeah, yeah. and he had such a amount of problems with him. So he said, "My uncle Hugh," and then the final song, "Riot," which is quite. It's quite a nice way to round it off in a way of like you know you may feel bad but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and you know there's a, there's positives there uh, yeah. and I think it's quite interesting that he does that with an instrumental Andy does it with an instrumental from his uncle's band yeah yeah which is mad I thought I remember I I think that's that that moment then was when the album just clicked and I thought that was quite cool because it was on my first listen and I was like shit this this is great
0: yeah that's a good pick
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll move on. Well move, I'll start, I'll start you know what, I'll let I'll let you run because you had a good couple of active bands uh, to mention.
0: Yeah I think um we we both we both sort of said on the one that I'll let you uh, mm. go for that was like first impression. Um but I also thought thought I went for Radiohead for this one as the main one. Um mm. just because like even though I I was I mean I was obsessed with Radiohead like when I first <laughs> got into them. Um but now I, I less so but i still you know love them a lot yeah. and so if they were to drop a project just because they they do it so infrequently like the king of limbs which was not radiohead's most recent album the one before that yeah. turned 10 today turned 10 years old <laughs> so um that's that's how infrequent they are um but you know a new Radiohead album was to drop i'd be like even though i'm not it's as crazy about them. it yeah, yeah i'd be like straight on it um, but i also thought mgmt just because you know pretty much everything they've done their self-titled album was a bit of a misfire but mm-hmm. every other thing that they've put out even like all the singles and stuff that are like nine yeah, the miraculous,
1: minutes long the spectacular stuff
0: yeah all those yeah. stuff that's, that's all solid but maybe like Cara Cara Bonito as well they're a band that I'm still very excited about <laughs> by, by um, a, a future release just because they're, they're just doing weird shit um, <laughs> and it keeps, it keeps interesting Shushu Um, excited for their yeah
1: Shushu I wanted to say but I think because I mentioned Jamie Stewart I was like yeah yeah but if if we're running through running through active bands fucking Clipping Death Grips Car Seat Headrest (laughs) yeah Animal Collective are still active aren't they
0: Boris Boris yeah I mean I would say that that, uh, Ride aren't in their prime anymore but their most their two most recent albums since like Reuniting are both in really solid so I'm pretty excited to see what they'll do next there's loads of good ones yeah
1: (laughs) We could sit here all day just listen listening. Perfume, yeah. Perfume Genius as well are a good show. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I went with you know the God Michael Jira, and uh, Swans. Yep. I just think that's for, for, for a band sort of like trajectory and like you know the amount of stuff that they've been through through their career. I just think Swans have such a like a unique and like really interesting set of albums and like a story. Yeah, absolutely. To go through. Like you start off with all the no wave stuff. And then you kind of get into the more uh, post rock stuff with uh, Children of God, um, and then you kind of go into the more folky. Michael G- Michael Jira wanting to do folk music with the uh, mm. White Light from the Mouth of Infinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they kind of I think then they went back to that sort of thing with the Great Annihilator, and then soundtracks for the Blind's fantastic.
0: And yeah, that's in a league of its own. Yeah,
1: and then they dropped the uh, best trilogy of albums in uh, music history. I'll throw that out there. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, I just think that, uh, especially like hearing the story of Michael Jira as we went through last episode, like shit's mad. <laughs> like yeah, how, how he's managed to kind of lot, carried yeah. on working, working through, and you know the platform that he's got, and yeah, I just think it's it's just really interesting. I think it's definitely one of the most unique bands that I think that, that ever will be. Absolutely, they've just
0: reinvented their sound so many times. Like it's a miracle they even survived the no wave scene. Like with popularity <laughs> still kind of growing just because it was a, a dying scene when they were joining it anyway. Yeah, so it's pretty definitely. mad that they survived through that and thrived as well. Exactly. Yeah. Next one
1: we went through was our favourite EPs. This is actually kind of hard for me because I, I... Yeah, love, I, th- I thought it was as well. I, I don't really do EPs. Like, I do like the new JPEG mafia EPs. But yeah, I... they're a bit few and far between, aren't they? So I did have Slauson Malone's gouch I don't know how yeah. to pronounce it. But it basically means in the past life, and it uh, carried on from the uh, the last uh, LP that they did, which was really really cool, and I loved like the 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 themes that were expressed throughout that. But I kind of have to put this in because it's like the only EP that I listen to frequently, uh, and that's <laughs> fucking <laughs> just admitting that I've just got a really bad depression. Uh, Earl sweatshirt solace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just like yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of shocked that I didn't think of that and put that in, but I feel like I've got to. So yeah, uh, double whammy of yeah of Earl. Earl, yeah Earl and, Earl and depression, but yeah, I feel like I have <laughs> to. Yeah, solace. I think I've said to you, it's just like yeah, just like I know how much I love it, capture it, capturing capturing what it is, and I think it's really cool because it's only one ten-minute song and basically it just builds up and builds up until you get like this sort soul-crushing final verse that's just again similar to some rap songs just like so roaring, doesn't hold back and it's just uh, it's the line where he's like uh, I got my grandma my hands I start to cry when I see him because they remind me of seeing her and I was like shit it's like bars where you've got to press pause have a shower you know have, a, have, a, brew, it, yeah. have a brew sleep on it and then press play again, again yeah <laughs> And uh, yeah Solace is, is fantastic again similar vibe to some rap songs but pre some rap songs it is kind of yeah. weird and I just I like the fact that you know it goes through this like peaks and troughs of like you know weird sounds to more like calming uh, stuff and then that final verse of course but even still that sort of ends on a more positive note in the instrumental as well but we'll stop listening to Joe gas up Earl Sweatshirt yeah. and hear about Sean gassing up Sofia Stevens, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keeping up with the depressing um yeah, topics please. here,
0: yeah. Well, actually, the, the title track on on this one's pretty uplifting, but this is this is mad because this is technically an EP. This is all delighted people by Sofia yeah. Stevens, uh, and. It came out in the same year as The Age of Ads by him. Oh, wow, like a okay. Full length album, which is a great album, by the way. I didn't really like it at first. I did. Uh, I did. More... From what
1: I have heard of it, I did. I did enjoy it, and I think it's one of them as well where it's more lyrical. But we'll carry on. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Well, w- with The Age of Ads, just while I remember it. Um... I was just always a fan of like the more acousticy uh, side of things with stuff yeah, like Carrie and Lowell um, and then Illinois, Michigan, Seven Swans. They were all the shit yeah. for me. But then <laughs> the Age of Ads is like it's so good. But anyway, um, All Delighted People came out the same year as that, and I think I, th- heck, I think um, Age of Ads is about an hour and a half long, something like that. Yeah. And uh, All Delighted People is an hour long which is a pretty long EP that's, like, longer than most albums. Uh, so it's pretty bizarre that it was even classed as an EP and pretty bizarre that he managed to do all that in one year. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah there's some there's some really good balance of uplifting stuff like the title track on this one and some really, like, emotional stuff. I think one of Sufjan's best songs, The Owl and the oh, Tanger," wow. is on this one. Yeah, um, it's like, Sufjan's always been a bit... Um, sort of ambiguous with with some topics like he's a a Christian but he he doesn't talk about it too much he sort of brings in his faith sometimes into songs but it's like ambiguous he's not trying to be preachy or tell people what to believe Um, but he's also very um, he's also very ambiguous about his sexuality as well and um, I think this is one of the most um, what's the word like over nods to the fact that he is most likely a member of the lgbt community oh, um, wow. and it's just very raw like from his own experiences from what you can what you can hear on this song it's very yeah. upsetting but like you know you've you have you they very real lyrics basically so it's wow. very touching song <laughs> and album yeah nice yeah. it's fantastic it's really <laughs> good.
1: essential in his catalogue as well oh wow okay i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to give it a go then shit yeah just absolutely. to rea- just to reassure our listeners we are both okay um, yeah yeah i know <laughs> we're, we're, we're mostly
0: mostly holding it together we are both final year uni students uh, with dissertations on the horizon so
1: so forgive us <laughs>
0: yeah it, it just hits it just hits hard sometimes you know
1: just you know i mean sometimes you just gotta get in your bag and you just, gotta, you just gotta listen to some real shit <laughs> yeah you do definitely
0: we're up to our last category now though i know
1: to be fair it feels like it's been pretty quick but like it has been like nearly an hour yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) well we'll round it off with with some interesting picks I think from both of us I mean Mm -hmm. I kind of saw this one coming from you but it like I mean it is not usually your thing from what I can from what I know
1: it's a bit of a curveball in there so (laughs) what is your pick for something I think obviously I I love rap music quite a lot um, Mm. and I I will always show that appreciation to rap music uh, and then obviously there's the more hyper pop poppy stuff um but i think one thing that's kind of eluded my uh, music taste has been more metal and yeah, that's yeah. A- and i have i have kind of got into a lot more of that sound like i do love Converge's Jane Doe and yeah yeah i do really like uh Dope smoke which is more it's like stoner metal stoner like. doom metal yeah um but i i went with i went with a little bit of the old uh, black gaze um <laughs> And, and went for the went for uh, the best metal album of the 2010s and this is where I piss people off um, and that is uh, Death Heaven Sunbather and I, I, I mentioned uh, Dreamhouse in my Desert Island Discs episode but I think from yeah. just that that track alone just it, it is just, I, I just think it's one of those where it completely caught me off guard it's definitely not what I was expecting yeah. and the fact that it caught me off guard so much was kind of why I just it just kind of grew to me and then yeah, um, yeah. looking at the lyrics and stuff it was kind of, it was really interesting and then um, I think it's just so mad because you get such an intense track with uh, Dreamhouse and then it goes into Irresistible which is just beautiful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's just these pianos it's just gorgeous uh, it could be yeah I, I could see that I could see Irresistible in a Disney film shit imagine that. <laughs> and then it just goes into fucking screaming and stuff yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I think I do I think it is interesting to see like obviously the shoegaze instruments and the amount of reverb that's on it um, but like the amount of sort of maybe nihilistic, depressing, pessimistic sort of tones that it takes and I love the whole concept because this is another re- this was the album that I would have put in my um, favourite album covers because I think it was desi- It was designed by the lead singer of Touche Amore All right. and it was what you're, basically when you close your eyes and the sun shining on you, that's what it's supposed to look like. Yeah,
0: it's that color, isn't it? Yeah, Actually, I never even thought of that.
1: Yeah, because the whole idea around the sunbather was basically uh, the lead singer is quite poor and he was going to. I don't know if it was dropping off something at his mum's or something. He was just going around this like rich neighborhood or whatever, and just seeing someone like sunbathing in the middle of the day or whatever, just kind of like completely oblivious to like how shit life can be, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and that's the whole that's the whole concept around the album, and I do I think I think it's a fantastic album. And uh, to be fair, I'm, I might say if you kind of want to get into metal, it's quite a nice little gateway. Yeah. Um, but um, not being a fan of Die Lit, which is criminal in <laughs> itself, um, I'm quite I'm because I think trap music is one of them. It's kind of similar to hyperpop, where it's like I I know quite a bit, and then like I'll try and talk to you about it, and it's just like no not interested or you know yeah it's not, i don't really know much about it but i am i am quite happy to we get to talk about this album i'll, I'll let yeah. you i'll let i'll let you uh tell your story i went for travis scott's rodeo for not usually
0: my thing but yeah i, d- I don't know what it is um i can't remember why i listened to this song this album for the first time uh, yeah. i think it was just like i was like i'll give it a chance because i've heard quite a lot of good things about it yeah uh, and it like in theory shouldn't be like my thing at all like i, I don't like anything really <laughs> similar to this but yeah. i don't know it just works it's it's like like i, I feel cool when i listen to this album <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah yeah Definitely. um but um. i think it's just stuff like um i think the production on it is really cool like mm. especially on piss on your grave i love the, that track. Uh, no one
1: no one hates it no one i know it gets it, it gets slagged off i love off, it
0: um, i think that's like the best song on the whole album um uh, uh, yeah, I know, controversial. <laughs> well, well, but, well, well,
1: that's a whole other conversation, but yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but No, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I you know, all, all of the people that are, like, featured on it, like, um, like Future... Um, Quavo. Uh, <laughs> Quavo, yeah. Um, fucking The Weeknd. Chief Keith, Chief Keef, yeah. They're all people that I don't really, you know, I don't listen to or yeah. anything. But I just think this album works. Uh, mm. And even though, like... I don't know if it was someone else doing it. Would I enjoy it as much? Maybe not. No, but it, I don't, I don't I know. Think, like,
1: yeah, I think with Travis Scott because I'm guessing you don't really like astral World. Then I like a few
0: stuff off it. I prefer Rodeo, but I, I yeah, like yeah. a fair bit of stuff on Astro World as well. Five yeah. percent um, yeah. tin is my favorite one on that one. Oh
1: shit! Oh. I don't know. You know what? I could talk about that for ages. I absolutely <laughs> um, myself. No, I I think with with rodeo, it's sick just because there's the concept to it and the fact that you know it's like Jacques turning into Travis Scott or whatever. Yeah. And like I love how I love I just love the dark tones to it. And I think when Travis Scott's on it, or you know when Travis Scott's serious about an album. It's like you can see, you know, how serious he is in the production value. Because you can, even though you may not like Asher World, you can see the production value when you compare this to fucking Wanna by Gunner, or he, <laughs> oh, you know, you can see how much work went into it. And I love the fact that he, you know, works with Mike Dean on this, who's a frequent collaborator for Kanye. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And ob- and like all the influences that he gets from. Um, but yeah, I think this. I don't know. I think this is definitely the best trap album ever. Um, yeah. Uh, especially from this the, these recent times, I don't think anyone else has kind of lived up to how grand this is. But, yeah, I can't like, think
0: of anything I've heard from the genre that I like yeah, as much as. I'd this. I'd put
1: I'd put this first, and fucking um, second. It, yeah, like, but they're complete they're complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. different vibes. Um, but yeah, I think I lo- I do love the darker tones. I think the fact as well that like he he raps on it here as well, and it's like in that. Nine or know is, I think, probably my favorite song by Travis Scott. Yeah, I
0: re- I really like that song. Um, again, uh, like nothing uh, like what else I listen yeah. to, but it's uh, just really good.
1: But I think that's it as well, is that you can kind of hear that, like Travis Scott's not just trying to make trap music. You know what I mean? He's not trying to make trap bangers. Like he's trying to make yeah. something more than that, and he does throughout this album. Like the fact that he's got fucking thirty five hundred with this fucking massive long outro. <laughs> yeah, where, yeah. And that, now, i think that that was part of what caught
0: my eye as well like the long yeah, like the seven song yeah, it wasn't just like got, two minute long songs and stuff
1: and it wasn't it, like it's not meant for the club which i think yeah. the majority of trap music is but yeah yeah i think no, I, def-
0: like that album I,
1: I rate it solid solid album but yeah um and that that's wraps it up that's that's our favorite album meme you shall see it on the uh, the cover of this podcast um uh, next I'm week on the instagram and on, <laughs> and on the Instagram follow us your final fix follow final fix playlists um, check out at Chihuahua Band uh, at with underscore 19 at No Love Deep Reviews at Sean LVD at Sean Loves Films just get uh, all the socials, <laughs> everything. Everything. I think that's all everything yeah. also shout out uh, Sondermint's new EP Homemade go check that out on Spotify I'll, I'll show him some love because I feel like he deserves it I can tell he's put a lot of work into that uh, so shout Take out to you And look forward to our next episode where we will be doing a tier list of uh, different alcohol. Different
0: vibe. Hope it'll be... And
1: uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.